Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Innal hamdalillah nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruh wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa sayyi'ati a'malina man yahdihillahu fala mudilla lahu wa man yudlil fala hadiya lahu wa ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah wahdahu la sharika lahu wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan 'abduhu wa rasuluhu amma ba'd so we had briefly just about started on the section regarding the du'as to read when waking up in the morning. So we'll just begin from that section again. أَذْكَارُ الْإِسْتِيقَاضِ مِنَ النَّوْمِ Chapter 129 The supplications for when you wake up from sleeping. إِنَّ مِنَ الْأَذْكَارِ الَّتِي يُشْرَعُ لِلْمُسْلِمِ قَوْلُهَا إِذَا اسْتَيْقَضَ مِنْ نَوْمِهِ مَا ثَبَتَ فِي سُنَنِ تِرْمِذِ مِنْ حَدِيثِ أَبِي هُرَيْرَةَ رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال So from the supplications that are legislated for a Muslim to say when waking up from sleeping is the one that is established in the Sunan of At-Tirmidhi from the Hadith of Abu Hurairah radiyallahu anhu from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he said إِذَا اسْتَيْقَضَ أَحَدُكُمْ فَلْيَقُلْ أَلْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ الَّذِي عَافَانِي فِي جَسَدِي وَرَدَّ عَلَيَّ رُوحِي وَأَذِنَ لِي بِذِكْرِهِ That when one of you wakes up from sleeping, then he should say, All praise is to Allah, the one who gave me health in my body, and returned my soul to me, and permitted me to do his remembrance. وَفِي هَذَا حَمْدُ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ عَلَى الْمُعَافَاتِ فِي الْجَسَدِ وَالسَّلَامَةُ مِنَ الْأَمْرَاضِ وَالْأَسْقَامِ So within this dua you can see the first thing that you are praising Allah upon is the good health that Allah has bestowed upon you. That Allah has given you safety and soundness in your body, in your health, protected you and preserved you from illnesses and diseases. وَحَمْدُهُ سُبْحَانَهُ عَلَى رَدِّ الرُّوحِ عَلَى الْعَبْدِ لِيَتَمَكَّنَ مِنَ الزِّيَادَةِ فِي الطَّاعَةِ وَلِكْثَارِ مِنَ الْعِبَادَةِ وَالْعِنَايَةِ بِالذِّكْرِ And the second thing that you praise Allah upon in this narration is the fact that Allah has returned the soul to you. Because as you remember we mentioned a few lessons ago, when a person sleeps then his soul departs from his body. And those whom it is decreed upon them death, then Allah withholds their soul and it is not returned to them and they die in their sleep. And others whom it is decreed to live, then their souls are returned to them. So in this case now you thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for 
your soul being returned to you, so that you now have an opportunity to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more. You are still alive, you have an opportunity to do more obedience, to do more worship. وَلِهَذَا قَالَ وَأَذِنَ لِي بِذِكْرِهِ And that's why you say at the end, that you praise Allah, the one who has allowed you, permitted you, given you further opportunity to do His remembrance. أَيْ وَفَقَنِي لِذَلِكَ وَعَانَنِي عَلَيْهِ Meaning that Allah has given me success and guided me to be able to do that, His remembrance, and aided me upon that. وَالْمُرَادُ بِالْإِذْنِ هُنَا أَيْ الْإِذْنُ الْكَوْنِ الْقَدَرِ And the meaning here is that Allah has decreed, in the creational sense, Allah has decreed the opportunity for you to do this remembrance and to increase in your worship. وَتَارَةً يُرَادُ بِهِ الْإِذْنُ الشَّرْعِ الدِّينِ وَمِنَ الْمَعْلُومِ أَنَّ اللَّهَ عَزَّ وَجَلْ أَذِنَ لِلْعِبَادِ جَمِيعِهِمْ شَرْعًا وَدِينًا بِذِكْرِهِ وَلُزُومِ طَاعَتِهِ وَلَكِنَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ لَمْ يَأْذَنْ بِذَلِكَ كَوْنًا وَقَدَرًا إِلَّا لِمَنْ أَنْعَمَ عَلَيْهِمْ بِالْإِيمَانِ وَهَدَاهُمْ لِلْإِسْلَامِ وَفَّقَهُمْ لِلْخَيْرِ So of course we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed uh, in the legislative sense, meaning that Allah loves for all of His servants to be upon obedience to Him, to remember Him, to do the adhkar. Allah loves that from all of His servants. But in terms of how many people actually do that, then that comes from those who have been guided to the truth and guided to Islam and been given that tawfiq to do their righteous actions and their deeds. عَلَيْهِ فَإِنَّ مَنْ أَذِنَ اللَّهُ لَهُ بِذِكْرِهِ كَوْنًا وَقَدَرًا فَقَدْ أَكْرَمَهُ بِأَعَظَمِ كَرَامًا وَهَدَاهُ بِتَوْفِيقِهِ وَمَنِّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ إِلَى الْخَيْرِ So a person who does the remembrance of Allah, then that is something that Allah loves from you, and it is something that Allah has decreed for you. And so you are grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you've been given the tawfiq to do His remembrance and to do that supplication, that Allah has guided you to this goodness. وَهَذَا مِنْ أَعْظَمِ مَا يُسْتَوْجِبُ الْحَمْدِ And so that is from the greatest of the affairs, that necessitates that you thank Allah and praise Allah upon. وَلِهَذَا شُرِعَ لِلْمُسْلِمِ أَنْ يَحْمَدَ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ عَلَى هَذِهِ النِّعْمَةِ الْعَظِيمَةِ وَيَشْكُرَهُ سُبْحَانَهُ عَلَى هَذَا الْعَطَى وَالْفَضْلِ And that's why it is legislated for a Muslim to praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon this tremendous blessing and to thank Allah upon what Allah has bestowed you with in being able to do His remembrance and that you do 
the supplications and the du'as that Allah guided you to them and that you actually implemented them that Allah gave you tawfiq to actually do it because how many people they hear about the goodness they know about the adhkar but they don't do it how many people know it but they don't do it so now that you know it and Allah guided you and gave you tawfiq to do it then that is something from the greatest of the affairs that you thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon. And the shaykh says, وَتَأَمَّ أَخِي And think about it, my brother. الْآذِن بِالذِّكْرِ هُوَ اللَّهِ The one who has allowed you and permitted you, given you this opportunity, returned your soul to you, so that you can do more dhikr, the one who has given you all of that opportunity is Allah. He is the one who has allowed you and permitted you to do the dhikr in the first place. And yet, المستفيد من الذكر هو العبد The one who benefits from that is you. It's not like Allah allows you to do that because there is benefit to Allah. Rather the benefit is to the servant. You are the one who benefits from doing that. وَالْمُثِيبُ عَلَى الذِّكْرِ هُوَ اللَّهِ And the one who rewards you upon it is Allah. So He permits you and guides you to doing it in the first place, and then He rewards you upon it on top of that. That is a tremendous affair to be grateful to Allah for, and to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon. فَهُوَ سُبْحَانَهُ مِنْ عَظِيمِ فَضْلِهِ وَوَاسِعِ إِنْعَامِهِ يَبْتَدِئُ عِبَادَهُ بِالنِّعَمْ وَيُثِيبُهُمْ عَلَيْهَا عَظَمَ الثَّوَابِ So Allah is the one who initially gives you these blessings and opportunities, and then He is the one who then rewards you upon them too. Even though He is the one who gave them to you in the first place, gave you the opportunities, gave you the chance, returned your soul to you in the morning. Because remember, like we said, there are those who sleep and Allah decrees for their souls not to be returned back to their bodies. And they die in their sleep. But there are those whom Allah decrees for their soul to be returned. And so they then awaken in the morning. So now you are to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and praise Allah upon this goodness and opportunity you've been given. وَعُمُومًا الَّذِي يَنْبَغِي عَلَى الْمُسْلِمِ عِنْدَ قِيَامِهِ مِنْ نَوْمِهِ هُوَ الْمُبَادَرَةِ إِلَى ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَالْوُضُوءِ وَالصَّلَاةِ لِيُبَارِكَ لَهُ فِي يَوْمِهِ What is appropriate and befitting and suitable what is needed of a believer is that when you wake up in the morning, the first thing that you do and you hasten towards is the remembrance of Allah. You remember last week when we spoke about when you wake up in the middle of the night, when you wake up suddenly during the night, the first thing you are supposed to do is the remembrance of Allah. To do the supplications and the du'as and the remembrance of Allah. 
And likewise, when you wake up in the morning at the time you wake up, then the first thing that should occur to you and the thought in your mind should be the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In order that Allah blesses your day and puts barakah into your day from the beginning, that you open up the first thing when you awaken with the dhikr of Allah and with wudu and with prayer. Talking about waking up at the time of Fajr. وَلِيَكُونَ فِيهِ نَشِيطًا ذَا هِمَّةٍ عَالِيَةٍ وَحِرْصٍ عَلَى الْخَيْرِ And if you begin as the first thing upon awakening, with the dhikr of Allah, with these du'as, then not only are you opening up your day with goodness, with blessing from Allah, but on top of that, you are also then going to open up your day with energy and activity and not lethargy, not laziness, but instantly upon the remembrance of Allah, upon the dhikr, so then you have energy and ability in your body physically also. Just like the dua we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, when the daughter of the Prophet ﷺ came to him, complaining that her chores were too much, and they were difficult, carrying the water and doing other things, and the chores were difficult. And she asked the messenger to give her a a maid, a servant. But the Prophet ﷺ didn't give her a maid or a servant. Even though she was telling the truth in terms of the difficulty of her chores, it mentions in that narration in uh, Abu Dawood, I think it was, regarding or Ibn Majah, about the scrapes on her hand and the blisters and the difficulty of the work. But the messenger didn't just say, okay, I'll find a maid for you, a servant for you. Instead, he told her to do the dhikr, that dhikr before going to sleep from amongst it was to say, Subhanallah 33 times, Alhamdulillah 33 times, and Allahu Akbar 34 times before going to sleep. And that is a means of giving you physical energy in your body, physical ability and energy. And so it is mentioned she did that, and the chores were not a burden as they were before. So here now, when a Muslim wakes up and the first thing he remembers is the dhikr, to remember Allah, to make the dua, to make his supplications, then you begin your day upon barakah, and you begin your day with energy and activity and effort in your body. وَلْيَسْلَمْ بِذَلِكَ مِنَ الْكَسَلِ مِنَ الْكَسَلِ وَخُبْثَ النَّفْسِ By starting immediately with the remembrance of Allah, you save yourself from the lethargy, from the laziness that otherwise afflicts a person, from the laziness, especially now, with the heat and the sun, then the person feels even more lazy, and more difficult to go do things, with the heat and the sweat and the sun, a person feels lethargy. So a person, when you begin with this dua, you save yourself 
from the laziness of the day that would otherwise preoccupy you. وَقَدْ رَوَى الْبُخَارِيُّ وَمُسْلِمٌ فِي صَحِحَيْهِمَا And Imam al-Bukhari and Imam Muslim, they narrated in their sahih, sahih al-Bukhari and sahih Muslim, from the hadith of Abu Hurairah, رضي الله عنه, أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال يعقد الشيطان على قافية الرأس أحديكم إذا هو نام ثلاث عقد That the shaytan ties upon you three knots when you sleep Ties upon you on your head three knots as you sleep Three knots. يَضْرِبُ عَلَى كُلِّ عُقَدَةٍ مَكَانَهَا عَلَيْكَ لَيْلٌ طَوِيلٌ فَرْقُدْ And then he mentions upon all of those knots that you have a long night. So sleep. فَإِذَا اسْتَيْقَضَ But when the servant wakes up, فَذَكَرَ اللَّهِ And begins immediately with the remembrance of Allah. إِنْ حَلَّتْ عُقْدَةً Then one of those knots, which would be a knot of burden upon you, these knots of burden upon you and laziness upon you. But you wake up and the first thing you do is the supplication, the dua. Then that unties one of the knots. Hadith Bukhari Muslim unties one of the knots. Then, فَإِن تَوَضَّأَ إِنْ حَلَّتْ عُقَدَةً Then you get up and make wudu. That unties another knot. Two gone now. فَإِن صَلَّا إِنْ حَلَّتْ عُقَدَهُ كُلَّهَا Then when you pray, that then unties the final one. All of them are untied from you. And this is why a person may experience laziness in his body if he missed the Fajr prayer. If a person missed the Fajr prayer, then you wake up later on and you may experience laziness in your body. Laziness compared to when you wake up and you make your wudu and you pray, even if you then sleep again afterwards, you will not feel that laziness that you do if you ended up missing the prayer because you did not go through this process at the time of Fajr. فَأَصْبَحَ نَشِيطًا طَيِّبُ nafs. If you do all of this, then you wake up nasheet with energy, not laziness in your body. With energy in your body. طَيِّبُ nafs, And you wake up in a good uh, uh, with a good approach to the day, with a, an optimistic approach to the day. طَيِّبٌ nafs. You're looking forward to the day, and looking forward to the activities and what you need to do. You have a good outlook for the day and a good approach to the day. طَيِّبٌ nafs. As opposed to somebody waking up with feelings of depression or feelings of can't be bothered with this or that or this problem, that problem. But you do all of this, you wake up with that happiness, with that goodness in and of yourself. Wa illa, and otherwise, if you don't do all of this, 
You don't do your dhikr when waking up. You don't make your wudu. You don't pray. وَإِلَّا أَصْبَحَ خَبِيثَ النَّفْسِ كَسْلَى Then otherwise you wake up in that poor state, in laziness, in a poor inner state, in the way you feel when you wake up, and also upon general laziness when you wake up. وَفِي الْمُسْنَدْ لِلْإِمَامِ أَحْمَدْ مِنْ حَدِيثِ جَابِرِ بْنِ عَبْدِ اللَّهِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ قَالْ قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم in the musnad of al-imam Ahmad the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said in the hadith of Jabir ibn Abdullah ما من ذكر ولا أنثى إلا وعلى رأسه جرير معقود ثلاث عقد أي حبل معقود ثلاث عقد حين يرقد that there is not a male nor a female Except that there are three knots tied upon his head when he lies down, when he sleeps. Not a male nor a female except there are three knots tied on his head when he sleeps, when he lies down. So when he wakes up or she wakes up, Allah, And the first thing does the dhikr of Allah, the dua for when you wake up. The morning of car waking up from sleep. Then, as a consequence of that, in Hallat Uqda, one of the knots is untied. فَإِذَا قَامَ فَتَوَضَّعَ إِنْ حَلَّتْ عُقْدَ And then you get up and make wudu, another knot is untied. فَإِذَا قَامَ إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ إِنْ حَلَّتْ عُقَدُهُ كُلَّهَا And when you get up to them pray, all of the knots are now released and tied. You do not have that burden and laziness and bad feeling in a, of yourself any longer. But rather a good feeling and optimism and energy and barakah in your day. فَقَدْ دَلَّ هَذَانِ الْحَدِيثَانِ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ يَعْقِدُ عَلَىٰ مُؤْخَرِ الرَّأْسِ الْإِنسَانِ عِنْدَمَا يَنَامْ فَلَاثَ عُقَدْ this, these two narrations, the one in Bukhari, Muslim, and the other one in the Musnad of Imam Ahmad, they indicate to us clearly that when you sleep, three knots are tied upon your head by the shaitan. And when those three knots are tied by the shaitan, then he... Uh, like otters upon those knots, on each of the knots, sleep, relax, you have a long night. Sleep, relax, you have a long night. In order to deceive that individual. And in order to cause laziness in that individual. And to remove his energy and activity upon the worship of Allah. Sleep, you have a long night upon those knots. فَإِذَا ذَكَرَ الْعَبْدُ رَبَّهُ إِنْ حَلَّتْ عُقَدَةٌ مِنْ هَذِهِ الْعُقَدِ فَإِذَا قَامَ وَتَوَضَّ إِنْ حَلَّتْ عُقَدَةٌ ثَانِيَةٌ فَإِذَا صَلَّ إِنْ حَلَّتْ عَنْهُ جَمِيعَ الْعُقَدِ وَذَهَبَ عَنْهُ الْكَسَلْ وَارْتَفَعَتْ إِمَّتُهُ وَطَابَتْ نَفْسُهُ So when you wake up, do the dhikr, make the wudu, pray your fajr, then that removes those knots from you. And you then have, ارتفعت همته. That your energy levels, they rise. 
You feel that energy in your body and ability and strength and activity in your body. وَطَابَتْ نَفْسُ And you feel good. You feel good in of yourself. Rather than somebody waking up all down, you wake up with an optimistic approach and you feel good about things. وَأَصْبَحَ نَشِيطًا حَرِيصًا عَلَى الْخَيْرِ You wake up with an enthusiasm to do goodness in the day. An enthusiasm to worship Allah. مُقْبِلًا عَلَيْهِ Wanting to go out and approach the day and take on the day. وَذَلِكَ لِأَنَّهُ تَخَلَّصَ مِنْ عُقَدِ الشَّيْطَانِ And that is because you have got rid of those knots that were tied upon you by the shaytan. وَتَخَفَّفَ عَنْهُ أَعْبَاءُ الْغَفَلَةِ وَالنِّسْيَانِ And as a consequence of being able to remove those knots from yourself, you then remove the characteristics of negligence and forgetfulness and all of those negative affairs. You remove them from yourself. وَحَصَلَ لَهُ الْفَوْزِ بِرِضَ الرَّحْمَانِ And then you also achieve success by gaining the pleasure of your Lord. وَجَاءَ فِي نَصٍ آخَرٍ أَنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ قَدْ يَعْقِدُ عَلَى مَوَاضِعِ الْوُضُوءِ مِنَ الْمُسْلِمِ فَإِذَا قَامَ وَتَوَضَّأَ حَلَّتْ عَنْهُ تِلْكَ الْعُقَدِ In one narration it mentions that the shaytan ties knots on the wudu body parts. That he ties knots on your wudu body parts. And that's your arms, your legs, your body parts that you need for your energy and activity. If those are all lazy, your hands are lazy, your legs are lazy, your feet, your head feels all heavy and lazy, then that's it, your whole body's gone. What are you going to do like that? And so it mentions in one narration, your body parts are tied up by the shaitan. So when you get up and make wudu, it removes those knots from the wudu body parts. And that is mentioned uh, by Imam Ahmad and Ibn Hibban uh, in the hadith of Uqbah Ibn Amir radiyallahu anhu qal, سَمِعْتُ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ يَقُولُ رَجُلٌ مِنْ أُمَّتِي يَقُومُ اللَّيْلَ يُعَالِجُ نَفْسَهُ إِلَى الطَّهُورِ وَعَلَيْهِ عُقَدٍ فَإِذَا وَضَّأَهُ يَدَيْهِ إِنْ حَلَّتْ عُقْدًا فَإِذَا وَضَّأَهُ وَجْهَهُ إِنْ حَلَّتْ عُقْدًا وَإِذَا مَسَحَ رَأْسَهُ إِنْ حَلَّتْ عُقْدًا وَإِذَا وَضَّأَ رِجْلَيْهِ إِنْ حَلَّتْ عُقْدًا فيقول الله جل وعلا للذي وراء الحجاب انظروا إلى عبدي هذا يعالج نفسه ليسألني ما سألني عبدي هذا فهو له ما سألني عبدي هذا فهو له That a man from my ummah he wakes up in the night يعالج نفسه إلى الطهور وعليه عقد That he needs to purify himself upon him are knots. So when he makes the wudu upon his hands, the knots are untied from there. And when he makes the wudu upon his face, the knots are untied or the knot is untied from there. And when he wipes over his head, does the wiping, the knot is untied from there. And when he washes his feet, the knot is untied from there. 
And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لِلَّذِي وَرَاءَ الْحِجَابِ انظروا إِلَىٰ عَبْدِي هَذَا يُعَالِجُ نَفْسَهُ لِيَسْأَلَنِي Then Allah says, look at my servant, he is uh, treating himself, curing himself by removing those knots, as though the knots are like a disease upon you, and my servant is curing himself, treating himself by removing the knots through making wudu. And then it mentions, مَا سَأَلَنِي عَبْدِي هَذَا فَهُوَ لَهُ مَا سَأَلَنِي عَبْدِي هَذَا فَهُوَ لَهُ Whatever this servant of mine asks me for, he will have it. It is for him. Whatever this servant, and then again repeated, whatever my servant asks me for, he will have it. فَهَذِهِ عُقَدٌ أَرْبَعٌ تَنْحَلُّ عَنِ الْمُسْلِمِ بِالْوُضُوءِ فَبِغَصْلِ الْيَدَيْنِ تَنْحَلُّ عُقْدَةٌ وَبِغَصْلِ الْوَجْهِ تَنْحَلُّ عُقْدَةٌ وَبِمَسْحِ الرَّأْسِ تَنْحَلُّ عُقْدَةٌ وَبِغَصْلِ الرِّجْلَيْنِ تَنْحَلُّ عُقْدَةٌ So by the, these are four knots. Upon this narration, these are four knots upon you. So when you wash your hands, you remove one knot. You wash your face, you remove the second knot. You wipe over the head, you remove the third knot. And you wash the feet, you remove the fourth knot. وَهِيَ عُقَدٌ حَقِيقِيَّةٌ يَعْقِدُهَا الشَّيْطَانُ عَلَى الْإِنسَانِ لِيُثَبِّطَهُ عَنِ الْخَيْرِ وَلِيُهَنِّيهِ عَنِ الْقِيَامِ إِلَى طَاعَةِ اللَّهِ And they mention that these are knots in reality. They are knots that create a burden upon your body parts and bring about that laziness upon you in your day otherwise. And that is the purpose. The shaitan attempts to bring about laziness upon you to keep you restricted and tied down during the day. That you can't bring yourself to do this worship or that worship. That is the purpose of those knots. To prevent you and to keep you back from the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so by awakening and doing the dhikr as the first thing and... Uh, 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 remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, 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 making the wudu, doing your prayer, that then removes all of those knots. وَثَبَتَ فِي الصَّحِيحَيْنِ And also the hadith in Al-Bukhari and Muslim from Abu Hurairah radiyallahu anhu, he said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِذَا اسْتَيْقَضَ أَحَدُكُمْ فَلْيَسْتَمْ مِنْ مَنَامِهِ فَلْيَتَوَضَّ وَلْيَسْتَنْثِرْ ثَلَاثَ مَرَّاتٍ فَإِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ يَبِيتُ عَلَى خَيَاشِيمِهِ The messenger said that when one of you wakes up from sleeping, then make wudu. When you wake up from sleeping, make wudu. And blow out your nose three times. For indeed, the shaitan sleeps upon your nostrils. Hadith in Bukhari Muslim. When you wake up, make wudu and blow out your nose three times. For indeed, the shaitan sleeps upon your nostrils. Some of the scholars said, maybe that is because the nostrils are a direct inlet into your body and the shaitan wishes to be able to have some inlet into your heart directly to affect you and impact upon you. So blow out your nose three times, it mentions in the hadith. 
وَقَدْ ذَكَرَ بَعْضُ أَهْلِ الْعِلْمِ And some of the people of knowledge have mentioned أَنَّ مَنْ ذَكَرَ اللَّهَ تَعَالَ عِنْدَ النَّوْمِ That the one who remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before sleeping وَأَتَى بِالْأَذْكَارِ الْمَشْرُوعَةِ وَالتَّعَوُّذَاتِ الْمَأْثُورَةِ لَا يَدْخُلُ فِي هَذِي الْحَدِيثِ وَيَسْلَمْ مِنْ هَذِي الْعَقَدِ that a person who goes to sleep having done the adhkar before sleeping, all of those that we went through, six, seven lessons worth of adhkar we mentioned, that you're supposed to recite when going to sleep. The one who does all of them, and from amongst them was the one about spittling into your hands and reciting the quls, as they say. Reciting those and spittling into your hand and wiping it as much as you can over your body. The one who does all of those, does the adhkar before sleeping. Then it is mentioned that you will be exempt from these narrations. Because you have now protected yourself. That was the purpose of those adhkar before going to sleep. They are a means of protection until you awaken. So if you do those with understanding and a heart that is thinking and recognizing what you're saying, you do all of those, then you are exempt from this. The shaitan will not be able to come and tie three knots upon you. He will not be able to come and tie the three knots upon you. And he will not be able to come and sleep upon your nostrils. Because all of those adhkar before sleep are the means of protection for you. لِأَنَّهُ قَدْ نُصَّ فِي بَعْضِ أَذْكَارِ النَّوْمِ أَنَّ مَنْ أَتَى بِهَا لَا يَزَلُ عَلَيْهِ مِنَ اللَّهِ حَافِظٌ وَلَا يَقْرَبُهُ شَيْطَانٌ حَتَّى يُصْبِحُ Because you remember in those narrations about the ones before you go to sleep, some of those, it had been mentioned that you have to read them when you actually get onto your bed. When you actually get into your bed, that you recite them. And the one who does that, it mentioned in some of them that you will have a guardian for you the whole night until you arise, until you wake up again. ثُمَّ إِنَّ مَنْ إِسْتَمَرَّ فِي نَوْمِهِ وَتَمَادَ فِي كَسَلِهِ إِلَىٰ أَنْ يُفَوِّتَ عَلَىٰ نَفْسِهِ صَلَاةَ السُّبْحِ فَإِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ يَبُولُ فِي أُذُنِهِ So now, a person who does not get up for Fajr. Laziness overcomes him. His weakness overcomes him. And he doesn't get up for the Fajr prayer. Then it is mentioned in the narrations that the shaitan urinates in your ear. That the shaitan urinates in your ear. كَمَا أَخْبَرَ بِذَلِكَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ وسلم فِي الصَّحِحَيْنِ مِنْ حَدِيثِ ابْنِ مَسْعُودِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ قَالْ And that is mentioned in Al-Bukhari and Muslim from the hadith of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ He said, ذُكِرَ رَجُلٌ عِنْدَ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وسلم نَامَ حَتْ that it was mentioned to the Prophet ﷺ about a man 
who slept, slept up until the morning, meaning missed this fajr. So the Prophet ﷺ said, ذَاكَ رَجُلٌ بَالَ الشَّيْطَانُ فِي أُذُنَيْهِ أَوْ قَالَ فِي أُذُنُهِ The messenger when he heard this, that there was a man who slept all the way till morning, didn't get up for fajr. Then the messenger said, the shaytan urinated in his two ears, or in at least one of his ears. Urinated in both ears, or at least one ear. فَيُصْبِحُ وَالْعُقَدْ كُلُّهَا كَهَيْئَتِهَا وَإِضَافَةً إِلَى ذَلِكَ يَبُولُ شَيْطَانُ فِي أُذُنِهِ So the one who misses the fajr, and you wake up afterwards, you've now missed getting up at fajr time and remembering the adhkar, doing the wudu and praying. Therefore the three knots have not been untied from you. But on top of that, the three knots have not been untied and the shaytan has urinated in your ear. وَحَسْبَ مَنْ كَانَ كَذَلِكَ خَيْبَةً وَخَصَارَةً وَشَرًّا And that type of person then, the one who doesn't bother getting up for fajr, then sufficient for him now is that loss and that that degradation. As some of the scholars they say, you know when you hear people they say, such and such is a man. Such and such is a man, mashallah. Such and such. That brother, he's a man. The scholars, they said, if you can't even get up for your prayers, if you can't get up for your prayers, you are not no man. People, you hear them say, he's a man. Such and such, he's a man. Does he get up and pray his Fajr prayer? He can't even get up for his Fajr prayer? He is not no man. He is from the worst. From the people with the uqad, with the knots upon them, and the shaitan urinating in his ear. And in your eyes you think he's a man? The men are the ones who implement the religion. The men's, men are the ones who practice the Qur'an and the sunnah. And this is from it, from the head of it. The prayers in their times. The prayers. So here it mentions enough in terms of evil for this man. He doesn't get up for his fajr prayer. وَقَدْ جَاءَ عن ابن مسعود رضي الله عنه أنه قال حسب الرجل وحسب الرجل من الخيب والشر أن ينام حتى يصبح وقد بال الشيطان في أذنه فلم يذكر الله ليله حتى يصبح that it's enough in terms of degradation and evil for a man who does not wake up until the morning morning after fajr sunrise doesn't wake up until the morning and the shaytan has urinated in his ear and he has not remembered Allah during the night. <laughs> remembered Allah during the night, a part of that would have been in the darkness still to pray your fajr prayer. So then the shaykh mentions, Nas'alullaha al-afiyah wa-salama. Now we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for safety from such affairs. These are important things to bear in mind. It's not enough for a person to just sit there and say, MashaAllah, I am Salafi. Salafi cannot even get up for Fajr prayer. That is a disgrace. It is a disgrace that a person cannot get up for the Fajr prayer. Cannot wake up for the obedience and worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a disgrace that the shaitan overcomes you. 
ties the knots upon you, urinates in the ears. A person needs to be upon Salafiyya in practice. And Salafiyya in practice is at the head of it, Ibadah. That you are a Salafi Sunni in Ibadah, in worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not just the statements, he's a man, and yet he cannot even pray his prayers. Then this needs to be thought about carefully. The Salaf, why did they have so much honor? Why was it that they went to the battle of Badr with barely 300 against a thousand and they had victory? Why is it in all of these other battles they went with small numbers and they defeated the kuffar? The honor and the power and the might that they had was because of their obedience to Allah. They're clinging on to the Quran and the Sunnah. When you hear those narrations, Alaykum bi sunnati wa sunnati al-Khulafa'ir-Rashidin Upon you is to cling to my Sunnah and the Sunnah of the rightly guided caliphs. The Sunnah is to get up for the Fajr prayer. That is the Sunnah. Do not think that these narrations mean only that I must keep my garments above my ankles and grow my beard. I am upon the Sunnah the Messenger mentioned and you're not getting up for Fajr. عَلَيْكُمْ بِسُنَّتِي And when the Messenger said, تَرَكْتُ فِيكُمْ شَيْئِنْ مَا إِنْ تَمَسَّكْتُمْ بِهِمَا لَنْ تَذِلُّوا بَعْدِي كِتَابَ اللَّهِ وَسُنَّتِي I've left two things behind, you will not go astray as long as you cling on to them. The book of Allah and my sunnah. What is clinging on to them? This is clinging on to them. Getting up for the fajr prayer, doing the adhkar, doing the remembrance. This is clinging to the sunnah of the Prophet along with everything else. Along with everything else. So be aware of that and give consideration and importance to that. That is where we'll conclude on for today. That chapter is at the end there. Next week, in fact, not next week, next week, we'll take off so everybody can finish off their cakes and everything else. Next week, celebrations for Eid. Most likely people are going to be busy. I expect all of the other lectures we cancelled as well for next week. So next week can be the Eid holiday. And then inshallah ta'ala, in two weeks time, we'll come back and we'll begin with the next chapter which is ma yuqalu inda al-faza'i min al-nawm. We did the one about when you just happen to wake up in the middle of the night. But now the chapter, when you wake up in the middle of the night, scared. Like when they say you wake up because you had a nightmare or something, you wake up scared and frightened. Then what do you do there? What do you say there? What are you supposed to remember there? When you wake up suddenly scared and frightened because of something you saw, something that occurred to you. So that is what we'll pick up with insha'Allah ta'ala in two weeks time. We'll conclude upon that for today.